Tuesdays with Tony is brought to you by MRY, a creative and tech agency. Every Tuesday, we chat about what those darn millennials have been doing on the internet, so you'll never have to ask Reddit what the kids are saying. From trends, hashtags, and memes to current events, we'll explore what they mean, how they make us feel, and sometimes just why. I'm back with another episode of Tuesdays with Tony. Today I'm joined by two lovely ladies of MRY. We have Sarah Shaker. She is a social strategy supervisor and founder of Put an Egg on It NYC that you should follow right now. We also have Elizabeth Covell, associate creative director and master chef finalist and a food influencer, our very own. So Sarah, Elizabeth, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Sure. So, hey, Tony. Um, So my food experience has been a bit varied over the years. I used to write for CBS New York um, and cover best of lists. And so I turned that passion kind of most recently two months ago into this Instagram account um, to continue to do alongside my work here as a supervisor in the social strategy department. Amazing. And Elizabeth, what about you? Well, I have been a passionate home cook for about I'd say 12, 13 years now. I kind of got into it in college just out of necessity of feeding myself Um, and just kind of really got into it and auditioned for MasterChef about, I guess it was almost two years ago now, Um, made it on the show, made it all the way to the end, came this close to winning. Um, I hear you were a crowd favorite. I, I that's what they. <laughs> that's they what tell they tell me. me. That's what they tell me. Um, I will neither confirm nor deny. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I kind of, you know, based off the notoriety that I got from the show, the fans and whatnot, um, I got a big bump in Instagram followers, and I've really tried my best to, you know, keep um, taking pictures of beautiful food and show them the things that I cook, um, and just sort of continue to share my passion for food through that medium. Amazing. Oh, and we went to the same college. Fun fact. All right, so now it's time for the rundown. Here's what's going down on social that you need to know about. So today's topic relates to a previous episode that I did where we talked about the Eats trend. So that's Eats with five E's with one of its creators, but I really never mind talking about food, so we're going to do it again. We're going to chat about the phenomenon of eating for the Insta, something you might have heard about. Um, As the name implies, this is where people are pretty much ordering meals or cooking meals primarily because of how sexy they'll look on Instagram. These are often kind of extreme food porny versions of what we already enjoy eating, like an ice cream sandwich doused in chocolate and covered with sprinkles and whipped cream and just real extra, but it photographs well and sexy. And these images often get more likes than people's faces, and that's actually pretty understandable to me. Um, <laughs> the trend has given a lot of visibility to restaurants and even impacts the way they create food and how they plate it because they want to encourage people to actually share those meals. I know I personally hunted down restaurants based on the kind of food porn I've seen on Instagram. So it, it seems to be a huge thing. And respected publishers like Betches.com, <laughs> that's Betches with an E, even curate their favorite eating for the Insta pics every week for our viewing pleasure. So this is clearly a cultural thing that's here to stay. However, there's a counter trend happening where people are getting called out for kind of faking the indulgent meals that they're posting on Instagram. So have you guys heard of You Did Not Eat That? The Instagram? I have, actually. Yes. I When I first saw that, though, I saw it as something that was being 
the girls that were running it, um, kind of aiming at the fashion blogger, lifestyle girls, right? Kind of looking at them, almost kind of, almost body shaming, not, I, you know, yeah. pretty negative, right? Yeah. Looking at them like, oh, you're so thin and beautiful and fashionable. Like, you really didn't eat those six donuts for breakfast. Exactly. And of course, they probably had one or a half a donut, but it's they want to show this, like, beautiful foodie lifestyle. And so, I don't know, I took it kind of as a negative thing. And I did as well. There's actually. actually an account that's like, I actually did eat that, Ooh, that I follow. Uh, I and love. she's, I think she's a New Yorker. Girl, I'd have to confirm that, but I love hers because she's like, I ate this and look at how food porny it is. Okay, so I'm going to look that up. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, they will post things of like Victoria's Secret models in bikinis with In-N-Out burgers, double burgers, and be like, you did not eat that. And it's like, you know, who knows? Maybe they have high metabolisms. Don't be a hater. But <laughs> and they run marathons. We don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, sort of, I sort of understand using the you did not eat that in to fly in the face of advertising like that I kind of get because I think it's sort of setting women up for this double standard right it's like okay we want you to look like this hot model you know making out with this cheeseburger but at the same time you shouldn't be eating that cheeseburger you know what I mean so I I think that's conflicting right like I think when it's like a like a real person a regular influencer and they're just like oh look here's six donuts that I had on my desk yes I only ate one but I think that that's different than the advertising industry where it's like Paris Hilton eating a triple cheeseburger, which right. is clearly lives in the realm of fantasy and sets people up to fail. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's get back to that. So now I'm going to pass the mic. <laughs> this is where my guests will further enlighten us on the topic. These ladies obviously know all about. They have Instagrams that are focused on food and culinary experiences. So admit it. Have either of you ever eat something specifically for Instagram? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I order things sometimes. But I went to Egg Slut in L.A. Have you guys been there? I want to go there so bad. Last weekend, and I made my friends that were local in L.A. wait in, like, the hour line. Because I was like, guys, usually in New York, I hate waiting in line for things. <laughs> yeah. But because now I have an egg Instagram, we're going to wait at Egg Slut. And I purposely <laughs> ordered the one that had, like, the bacon in it. Because I wanted it to be that, like you said, sexy, fatty shot. Yeah. And I totally ate the whole thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I actually I made a special trip to my local bagel place in Williamsburg recently because they have something called the Rainbow Bagel. Oh, which, I saw that on um some blog. Right, and it's just it's a bagel <laughs> that's the colors of the rainbow. I don't understand why or how, but I got and honestly, I don't I'm not a huge bagel eater. I don't really care and I definitely don't like to eat things that are clearly made with food coloring. Yeah. But regardless <laughs> yeah. of all of that, I went and I bought the bagel totally just to take a selfie of it for Instagram and people went bonkers I mean they loved that picture they're like oh my god it's the most beautiful bagel and I ate like one bite and threw it away because it wasn't good because yeah (laughs) actually there's someone maybe it's Tompkins Square Bagels that has like a is it a funfetti cream cheese I I think too I've seen that on Instagram and that's something that you'd want like a bite of nostalgia of funfetti cupcakes but I'm not gonna eat that whole thing that's ridiculous yeah I think that's why those restaurants are creating these things that aren't necessarily appetizing they just look good so Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So, Elizabeth, tell me more about your social brand and how it's been impacted by MasterChef. Because, as you were saying, you post beautiful images of the food you cook and eat. And do you feel the need to cook or even eat more for your Instagram fans? I definitely feel a little bit of not bad pressure, but kind of pressure to continue to keep putting content out there. Like, yeah. if I go for three or four days and I haven't posted something for whatever reason, you know, I've been busy or I haven't cooked anything. I feel like, oh my gosh, are my fans going to think that 
you know, I'm not cooking or <laughs> that I'm yeah. not like, but, you know, putting content alive? out there. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the, the biggest way um, in which my MasterChef Instagram fan base has impacted that part of my life is I now can really no longer post anything except for pictures of food that I've eaten, food that I've cooked, or like the occasional selfie. Yeah. yeah. But God forbid I post a picture of my husband or my me and hanging out with my friends. No more like drunken party pics because people just are like, I don't want to see that. They're like, Do they yeah, like your engagement chicken. goes down probably, right? Because <laughs> your engagement rate probably goes down. The engagement, <laughs> my engagement rate plummets when I post like a picture of me and my best friend like out at a bar being stupid. Um, and it kind of sucks, though. Yeah, and so I, I have, I've kind of considered maybe just keeping my food Instagram, like transitioning that to be a pure food Instagram, and then kind of having a backup Instagram that's just like personal of like yeah. my regular life. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if I can handle two at this point. It's like too much. Right. Right. That's funny. Yeah, I actually did that. So mine, when I was writing for CBS, I wasn't taking a lot of the photos. There were photographers taking a lot of the food stuff with me. Um, but I just had my personal one. And so it was a mix of some foodie stuff, but in my real life, like going out with my girlfriends and, and stuff like that. But then when I did launch this one a couple months ago, it was with that idea of I, I it was like a curated just food lifestyle. Yep. So I figured then I could separate it out of real life, Sarah. So on that note, what really inspired you to create Put an Egg on it NYC? Is it just your your love and admiration of eggs? I mean, I share that love, but... Love eggs. <laughs> I, so I started to see a lot, like, specifically, because I'm more of a, a savory than a... Like, I do love dessert, but I'm more of a savory yeah. person. Like, when I go for brunch, which obviously we know is so such a big a thing in New York, I'm usually the girl who wants to order something with eggs. And I noticed kind of hashtag egg yolk porn, like yolk porn being yes, a thing on yolk Instagram. porn is huge. Mm-hmm. And then hashtag put an egg on it was already a thing. I saw it kind of funny as like Beyonce like put a ring on it. So anytime I posted stuff like that on my personal one, it got really great engagement. And I was like, you know what? It would just be funny. Let's see if somebody already has that handle. Someone did without the NYC. So that's why I started mine with New York at the end because I'm mostly at New York restaurants anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought I'm like, this would be a fun experiment. So I've had it for two months. And um, yeah, it's just like a fun little side thing. Yeah. It's been fun to see it grow. Um, from, you know, a couple of followers to hundreds now. So I'm sure it'll blow up. So was the original put an egg on it? Is that pretty popular or were you like, I can do this better? No, somebody has that name, (laughs) but they're not posting eggs. What? (laughs) a shame. I know as someone in like the social industry, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I want to take your name. But I didn't want to go that route. And I just made up one with NYC at the end. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. That's funny. Um, (laughs) So... Both of you, how do you think this whole eating for the Insta trend is really impacting food brands and the way they market to people? Um, do you, as an influencer, Elizabeth, partner with any brands? Sarah, do you see yourself partnering with brands in the future? What are your takes? Um, I have partnered with a couple of brands. Um, kind of in the beginning, when I had just, when I was sort of fresh off the show, it was really hard for me to sift through the kind of offers I was getting, like, because all of a sudden people want to work with you and you kind of want to say yes to everybody. And I very quickly was like, very quickly realized I'm not the kind of person that's going to be a successful, quote unquote, lifestyle influencer or a fashion influencer. I, I don't, it's just not what I do. Um, I do food. That's my passion. That's what I'm good at. Um, I've worked, I just, I'm starting to work with uh, Whole Foods in Brooklyn, the third and third location. That's I've done, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done a little bit with Fresh Direct. Um, I really like working with them. I mean, for me, like, 
as a cook, as, like that's, you know, my specific angle on food. Like Sarah is, you know, mostly posting things that she's kind of going out and eating at restaurants, which is uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. And it's very specific with like stuff with eggs. Mine's a little broader because it's 90% of the time it's stuff that I cook as opposed to what I'm eating in restaurants. Yeah. So for me, the the partners that make the most sense are the purveyors and the places where I get my ingredients because that's who totally. enables me to do my work. And I care a lot about my sourcing and about my ingredients. So Whole Foods and Fresh Direct have been a really good fit for me as far as that goes. Got it. So it's the the brands that kind of align with what your brand is and specifically things places that you probably already shop. Right? Absolutely. And like, for instance, if you know, like a margarine company reached out to me and said, do you want to work with, you know, I can't believe it's not butter. I would have to say no, because I don't cook with margarine. I don't think it's healthy. I don't believe in it. So that would be something that, I mean, I would never, ever work with a brand that I didn't actually uh, believe in. Yeah, because that's not authentic to you. And and we do see that trend now working in the industry that we work in where, you know, a lot of influencer marketing falls under my team. And, you know, there's different part, you want to have the right partner. Right. To like speak to your brand and create content for your brand in their voice, but speaks right to your audience. Right. And that's like perfect that you know that because there are some more like tier one influencers, like more even like celebrities. And I won't name names, but they definitely sort of feel like they're just hawking whatever product, whether it's on their Facebook, on their Instagram, in a commercial. And Mm -hmm. you see them over and over. And it's just, yeah, it just seems ridiculous. (laughs) Sorry. She's a culprit of that. And Demi is the queen of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I just see that too much. And so it's great to see that it's the purveyors, it's the people that you already are are working with to you were purchasing their goods to create the the food that you want to create. Right. Like I figured like I spend most of my <laughs> income at Whole Foods and Fresh Direct, like why not reach out to them and say, Hey, yeah. can we get a little something going here? Like have them pay pay you <laughs> right right or like at least and you know I, I kind of just started organically posting and I would like mm-hmm. organically tag fresh Direct or tag whole foods and then if you do that enough and your content is good enough you yeah. will start to get noticed okay. by those brands I see the hustle I like it yeah absolutely I'm on it. and they love that they do and you know that as a marketer like they right. love that they appreciate that I love it Okay, so Eglin's best needs to hit up Sarah. I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't the intention of the account. Or actually, I mean, you need from, to hit them up. <laughs> I had a tons of eggs. Well, the I mean, originally coming from the lifestyle writer past of having been a blogger and then wrote for CBS, I was always going to press dinners because, as like Elizabeth said, for me, it's always been like dining out. Yeah. I'm not really much of a cook. I mean, my oh, me Lebanese family mm-hmm. wishes that I was. I just love to eat. So I used to go to so many different press dinners, and then it was like, Less about Instagram and more about there were different food bloggers, right, yeah. that would attend these and then other freelance writers like myself. Yeah. So, you know, being part of CBS, the NBC girls would be there, et cetera, Gothamist, whatever. Um, because, you know, so that's kind of those were almost like the partners. I would only write, though, about the positive experiences. I did a lot of roundups, kind yeah. of like the infatuation guys do now. Yeah. Um, so that's what it was, kind of like the best brunches in the East Village, et cetera. Right. But if I had a terrible experience at a press dinner, I would just think like it's better to not even write about that because I'm, I'm more into like I want to give people recommendations of things that they can love. I would mm-hmm. never want to, you know, because I'm not a critic. So I don't want to diss on something. Yeah. Um, so that hasn't translated, obviously, yet into my put an egg on it NYC world. This is just a fun passion project. And I have started to get some invites, though, to some foodie stuff. Mm. Um, because now it's really about the food the food Instagrammers that get these invites, less about 
the right well the writers of the publication some of them still right right but they know you know there's so certain guys like infatuation that have such great engagement that they want you at that press dinner totally yeah the whole you know landscape is shifting is really interesting maybe yeah. I should start one I'm gonna work on that help you me should, out guys girl, <laughs> find something you love maybe lobster rolls whatever that's too expensive <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna think about something else all right guys um one last question what are your favorite food um Instagram accounts just curious um, I really love Bon Appetit and Food mm-hmm. and Wine both do really great Instas, which I mean, it's not a surprise. They're editorial and they have yeah, they're beautiful. oodles, yeah, beautiful yeah, oodles yeah. and oodles of beautiful food content. Um, and I also really love maybe on a little bit of a smaller scale, but still popular is Half Baked Harvest. Mm. Um, she's a blogger. She's actually like in high school and she's been blogging since she's 15, which I'm like, how do you even like, right. I guess kids these days, they just kids grow up and know how days. to do this. Um, <laughs> but she, I love her stuff. It's beautifully shot. And she and I have a very similar kind of approach to cooking and food. Yeah. Um, so those are probably my top three. Awesome. What about you, Sarah? Um, so I love all of those too. So beautiful. Um, my feed is definitely a mix of those types where they're they're shooting beautiful food that's been you know maybe like home cooked, right? But then for like the restaurant type people, it's mostly New York City specific. So like eating NYC, food baby NYC, where he takes the photos of the cute baby behind it. Oh, um, I like that. NYC dining. Um, there's a lot of these very like New York specific. They have like a content cadence of pretty much daily, sometimes twice a day, of just crazy food porn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then I think that their copy is really fun, too. Nice. Okay. So enlightening, guys. I'm going to follow all of those things. Um, so thank you, Elizabeth and Sarah, for joining me today. Uh, where can people see you eating for the gram? What are your Instagram handles? Uh, my Instagram is just my name. It's at Elizabeth Cavell. Uh, C-A-U-V-E-L is the last name there. So I totally uh, pronounced your name wrong. Don't earlier. worry, it's, I, I, I made up my own last name pronunciation, so it, there's there's no real way. Okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> oh my gosh! And Sarah, um, so put an egg on it, NYC, and yep. my personal one is Sarah M Shaker. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com/mry-agency, or subscribe to Tuesdays with Tony on iTunes, whatever floats your boat. Feel free to follow me on Twitter and the gram at underscore Tony Tones. Until next time, guys.